welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution, and I'm here today with Barbara Ramos, who is Chief Research and Strategies for Exports at the International Trade Center, which is the part of the United Nations and the World Trade Organization. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Kara. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Great. So I'd love to start off and ask you, what do you think are the biggest crises that are affecting modern workplaces at the moment? Well, There are lots of crises affecting the modern workplace at the moment. Perhaps we're not going to have time to go through all of them in this short podcast. So let me focus on a conversation that I'm hearing increasingly at my workplace and elsewhere, which is this renewed debate about work-life balance. I view it as an absolutely critical conversation. However, in my view, I am not a big fan of the term because I feel that it places work and life in direct conflict, in contradiction. And a fundamental change that I have been observing in the last few years and perhaps exacerbated by COVID is the increasing need to perceive work as an intrinsic part of life. I spend more time at work than I do at home. And even if I do work two, three, or five days a week, From home, that's still work. So it cannot be a zero-sum game. It cannot be perceived as I can either have one or the other. And the more I have of one, the less I have of the other. And one way in which I perceive that happening is, for instance, the workers seeking to be in organizations that value the same principles and the same values that they do, that push the right agendas whether it's diversity, inclusion, environmental protection. So to me, I wouldn't necessarily call it a crisis. I think it's a fundamental questioning of the role of work in our lives and how they add to who we are. Absolutely. And it's looking at that balance in general, isn't it? So it's feeling balanced across the whole of our life. And work is the intrinsic part of that, too. So what do you think would help in tackling this issue? And I'd also love to hear a little bit more about the SME competitive outlook that I know that you guys have just launched at at ITC. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Sure. So starting with what would help tackle this fundamental changes. And I think as with every revolution in the workplace, Awareness on the part of leadership and management is critical. You won't be able to respond to these needs unless you're aware of them. And once you are aware that you communicate in a timely manner and very clearly and transparently, because workers seek that. They seek from leadership an acknowledgement of what they are 
of their needs of whether the organization is championing their values and that needs to be communicated. So as with everything, I think awareness, communication, transparency, that's critical. And on the SME competitiveness outlook, I think it's part of this fundamental changes that we are observing in larger organizations, small businesses or small and medium enterprises or SMEs, they also face similar challenges. The SME Competitiveness Outlook is the ITC's flagship report, and every year we try and tackle a critical issue facing small businesses. And the latest one that we released just last year talked about the green transition of small businesses. So it goes back to this fundamental need for companies to champion important values and environmental protection is one of them. And small businesses, they realize that they need to do that, not only because it's good for the planet, but it's good for business. Consumers demand it, their own employees demand it. So what we try to show in this report is that small businesses, they are aware of the need to champion these principles, these values, but given their limited resources, both in terms of technical expertise and funding, they have a harder time putting in place the necessary measures to go green. So this report that we launched last year and that we have been disseminated throughout this year talks about how large organizations, international organizations, large businesses can support small businesses in engaging in this green transition. That's so wonderful, isn't it? Because, you know, part of the whole, in my belief, the future of work and this whole work reset revolution is also very much about one side, the balance and our well-being, as you were talking about, but also the other side, which is our environment, so the climate. And so this is a very important piece of work. And I know you've also just been to Ghana and Accra to talk about how the trade promotion organizations can support this green transition of small businesses how was it observed there and how did this journey go for you there? It was a wonderful conversation. So I was part of the World Trade Promotion Organizations Conference, which happens every two years, sponsored by ITC. And there we bring together TPOs, trade promotion organizations from across the globe. And one of the panels was about the green transition of small businesses. Trade promotion organizations have a critical role in supporting small businesses in being competitive. And embarking in this green transition is a critical part of competitiveness. Consumers, as I said, they increasingly demand the products to satisfy certain environmental standards. They want companies to support and champion these values. And the discussions that we had there really confirmed that trade promotion organizations are also seeing small businesses increasingly requesting support, whether technical or financial, to make this transition. So they are aware, but they're lacking the support that they need to be able to really reach this goal. Yeah, so that support is absolutely crucial, isn't it? That's very, very important. And one thing that we've been doing in our research is also exploring the you know, because so much has been coming up amongst our clients about climate anxiety and this eco-anxiety among individuals. And we are researching the effect that has and how that may contribute to burnout in a wider scale. You know, it is playing quite a big part in how individuals and um, employees are really asking for their employers to make sure they go green, but also understanding what, you know, we can do ourselves to help as well. 
So that said, I'm very interested to hear from you further on what other ideas you may have on and what you think a work reset revolution looks like to you. I think there, you know, as we discussed in the first part of this conversation, there is this fundamental change going on, right? That we need to align values, personal values with organizational values. In order to do that, there will be some practical measures that will need to be taken. And there we go into this sort of narrower work-life balance conversation that employees will have more flexibility in terms of where they work from, the times in which they work. Obviously, that varies across organizations. You cannot have a one-size-fits-all policy that will work for everybody. So that needs to be, again, discussed transparently within each organization. The digitization of processes that will help as well. And that's a massive revolution happening in the workplace that will further support this flexibility. If I have access, as you're in the UK, I just landed in Italy and we're able to have this conversation and broadcast it to anybody with access to the internet. So that's making some of these transitions easier. But in addition to this sort of more practical measures, I would emphasize what I talked about before. We need to communicate. We need to talk. If you look at research about workplace practices and work satisfaction, there is still a big gap between, let's say, technical staff and management. That will always be there. You defend different positions sometimes and you have different responsibilities So oftentimes you will have different opinions about things, but communication and understanding each other and having an open channel of dialogue is critical. And I think that's what's going to underpin this revolution. And this can be revolutionized for the good or for the bad. So if unless unless we maintain this open channel of dialogue, we are going to miss this opportunity that we have right now to change our practices for the good. And not falling back to sort of old ways of doing things, right? We've got this unique opportunity to, this is a catalyst for change, the time that we're in right now. And yes, there are a lot of uncertainties and it has been, you know, a difficult couple of years, but it is also this right moment to start this change and act on it and not go back to, oh, how are we doing things before and move forward? So um, very exciting. Absolutely. You know, it's sometimes sad to hear, but it's true with crisis comes opportunity, right? And I feel that going back to what we were before is no longer possible. Again, we're looking at research and data and we're seeing that more and more people are starting their own businesses because of the need they feel to be working and doing something that is part of who they are, that they identify themselves with what they do. So again, work being part of your life. So I do think that companies that push very hard for us to go back to what we were before will face a tougher time in this revolution. I absolutely agree. And maybe even have a challenge in, you know, keeping the right talent or attracting the right talent, right? Because people are wanting to see that the organizations are moving forward to great. Absolutely. Thank you, Barbara. It's been fantastic talking to you today. And I know our listeners are going to really, really enjoy this. And uh, we'll be sharing some more information about Barbara's work and at ITC in our links below. So thank you so much. It's been a joy talking to you. Well, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And I look forward to discussing with anybody that would like to follow up on our work. Thank you, Barbara. Wonderful. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Work Research Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at softersuccess.com to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Thank you.